0: Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of Tabletop Stories. Set in the world of Bonsarel, we gather together and improvise an audio drama for you, so follow along. This epic fantasy is a world full of gods and monsters, and we play as ordinary heroes who delve into adventure, danger, and magic. The cast is a group of friends, all gathered around the table, rolling dice and telling a story. Sojourn with us and let your imagination wander into the world of Bonsarrel. And so for now, our story continues. The Black Dragon's Lair Part 4 Starring Muskrat the Thief, Kazuka the Poet, Brother Dogoth the Monk, and Dagonia the Demon Hunter.
1: Guys, we have to be careful. I'm not sure if they're slippery and, you know, we can, we can get, you know, we can get hurt. So we have to look after each other and be careful on these steps. Okay, Muskrat, what should we do? Like, you know, I don't want to die here or anything like that, so...
2: I'm going to get down on my hands and knees and I'm going to look, I'm going to get closer. I'm going to like check them out and see if I've ever seen these types of things before or maybe there might be something coating the surface.
0: You will roll a wisdom check 12 or higher. 14. 14. You start to put your hand toward the slime and it responds by trying to touch you, but you are quicker. As it moves towards you, you see very quickly that it is attracted to metal and seeks the most metallic item on you. And if you were to go down these stairs, it would be attracted to eating metal items. And Dagonia is very correct. The quicker you move down these stairs, the less likely this slimy ooze will destroy your metal items. Wait a minute. I
1: have to, yeah, I have to protect I my, grab my treasure. knife too. Yeah.
2: Grab, the, grab, grab some of the coins coins and we'll dump them on the side of the stairwell as we go down and then they'll want to eat the coins and then we'll slide off the other side. Let's try it. So I'm just going to grab a handful of coins and dump them to the side of the stairwell up at the top and see what happens.
0: Muskrat, since you are doing something with your hands, just roll me a d4. On a three or four, sorry, on a two to four, you are completely successful. A four. A four. Instantly, this transparent slime starts to eat up all the coins, and it parts the sea, as it were, creating a completely dry area for your team to rush down the stairs into the first level. And as you move down into the first- Grab some
2: coins. Everybody grab
0: coins. Yeah. yeah. grabbing a handful of coins, you move down to satiate this monster that guards the lair. As you get down to Mm -hmm. the first level, you see that there is a airtight barrel There is another book that is lying on a bed. And the air is particularly cold. It is completely dark down here. I assume at least one of you has a torch. Who is holding the torch?
2: I'm holding a torch.
3: Can we, can more than one of us have a torch? Indeed, yep. Because I'm pulling up the rear as Muskrat and you going 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 down and Brother Dogoth and me. I'm protecting the rear. Part of the line. Very well.
0: Muskrat And Kazuka, you have a torch. As you move down here, you see there is a barrel that is airtight and locked. There is a bed with a book lying upon it. The room is particularly cold. And of course, the water from the swamp is starting to seep in through the walls and splash upon the floor. With each step you step, your foot is about nearly ankle deep and you see that the water is starting to rush down to a closed gate that leads to the dungeon. At this point, Dagonia, what do you pay attention to in this room? And then how do you respond?
1: I would love to check the book. Would that help to open the barrel? Because the barrel is closed, so we have to figure out to open it as soon as possible because the water is rising. So would the book help us to open the barrel? And so we can get into it. So,
0: as you look on the book on the bed, it is locked with a simple metal lock. It looks like a key would open it up. Okay. The barrel would simply need to be opened with a corkscrew. The Maybe the knife. Knife
1: or with a knife? Or with my yeah. knife help? Yes. So yes. I, I take my knife, so I try to no. open the barrel.
0: Oh, okay. You okay? I love it. <laughs> Degonia's being <been laughs> confident. Degonia, you're going to roll a dexterity check. Uh, You just have to get a 12 or higher. A 10. A 10. Uh, That means you're going to have to roll a D6. You need to get... uh, Sorry, you need to get 5 on the D6. That's the... What did you get? 1. That means it's taking a really long time. On your next turn, you get to roll that D6 again, and as long as you get up to 5 points... You've popped it open, but I imagine you sitting there like using your knife and it's just a little bit tighter than it. It's just taking a lot longer than you expected. Meanwhile, as we're going around the room, Muskrat, what are you paying attention to and how are you responding? And as you see Degonia. she's already looked at the book and now she's fighting with his barrel.
2: Well, I'm like, why is, why is this book by itself? So I'm going to go look at it.
0: It is I a book. see if yeah. there's a reason. It is just lying there on the bed. Um, Are you touching it, or are you simply looking at it?
2: I'm looking at it. I can't read, but if it's got good pictures.
0: It's completely closed, and it is locked with a metal clasp. It looks like a key would open it up.
3: Muskrat, did you get that key from those orcs that we killed? Yes. Mm, And there's another key, too, that the uh, elf friend has.
2: Yeah somebody. yeah, yeah. Um, I do have that key. Let me like dig through my pockets of all the things.
0: <laughs> Muskrat, you do. <laughs> yes, you find the key after rifling through your pockets and it is a perfect fit. <laughs> Muskrat opens up the book and it
2: does it have good pictures?
0: We'll find out. Kazuka, during that time, what are you paying attention to? And how do you well, work? my
3: first con- my first concern getting down the stairs is that that ooze thing is being taken care of, you know. It is completely so,
0: docile at so, this point. Yeah,
3: okay. So once I'm good with that, I'm focused on the gate that gets us downstairs into the dungeon. So I'm exploring the gate. Mm-hmm. The right? yeah,
0: you know, make- gate. Is it locked? Is it not locked? Oh, it is indeed locked. Make a wisdom check, though. As you studied 12 or higher,
2: You got it. You got it, Kazooka.
3: Do it. Not today. I got a two. Not today.
0: A two. Oh, well, you
3: you didn't get a one, though.
0: All right. You're using using your brain, so you need to roll a d4. I need you to get four points, though, to succeed. A d4. I'm using my brain
3: for the first time today. Hey! Check that out. A four? Yeah, check it out.
0: Yeah, despite... You got it! Yeah. (laughs) Despite all odds, Kazuka, um, you happen to stumble upon this by happenstance. As you lean up on the grate, you notice that it is very rusted, and a good, strong swing of something would break open this grate. Something that requires a little bit of strength. Uh, you I are lucky, go- yeah, while well, you got that. But, Brother Dogoth, what are you paying attention to, and how are you responding in this room?
3: I want to try to look at the barrel and open the barrel.
0: Even though Degonia is working on it?
3: Well, I'm pretty good because I carry them a lot. Uh, Usually there's wine. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But I'm pretty good at at opening them.
0: Indeed. Why don't you roll a d4? You just need to get more than three points uh, in order to open this up for Degonia. Four. Four. Brother Dogoth, how do you best Dagonia as she's fumbling around with his knife? What do you do that works?
3: Well, I'm I'm pretty strong. Or not as strong as Kazuka, but I'm I'm pretty good about knowing how to wedge the end off of the the barrel. Um, it takes just a lot of practice. But I've been doing it for 20 years. Love
0: it. Brother Dogoth, as you pop this bunghole open. You smell an incredibly sweet smell. It, honey? Is it honey? It nearly like honey. visibly issues out an odor and you hear the sound of an angel start to sing as the oh, flowing liquid inside sloshes around the barrel and seeps out. You have never seen a liquid like this before. Dagonia, you witness the same thing. This is something rare and special. Muskrat.
3: Is that thing singing?
0: You open up the book. As you look through, you see lots of pretty pictures. You see a woman waving a wand over a man with her beautiful red lipstick, and he is enchanted as he moves towards her. You see on the next page, there is an old woman stirring a cauldron, putting a lock of hair in the cauldron, casting a spell on some imagination of another man. You see on the next page, you see a fawn dancing in the forest, playing her pipe as young men are led away into her the forest. siren. And the you, siren. And then you feel Kazuka tap you on the shoulder and a voice say, excuse me, what are you doing? You feel a Kazuka. You feel a cold chill on the back of your neck in a wispy, ghostly hand. Grab your shoulder. I need you to make a charisma check, or be possessed by a ghost. (laughs) Twelve or higher.
2: Okay, I have sixteen. It's like a miracle.
0: You feel (laughs) the ghost trying to take over your mind and your body. And you feel this invasive presence starting to move in. It gives you a chill up and down your spine. You turn instinctively look around and all you see is just a puff of a woman's face disappear before you. And you hear a shriek. In fact, all of you hear a shriek. A shriek of rejection. A woman running away, shrieking and saying, You never loved me anyway! And it echoes throughout this area. That's right, I love cookies! Yes.
2: Is that- I tried to take my cookies. Is that Lumi? No, I- find her? That was, a, that was a ghost. I think it was a ghost. Did you see it? I I tried ask, body, see it tried to take over that body, but I was like, not today. No. We're not doing that today.
3: She seems very cold. She, she was does.
2: very cold. Heebie jeebies all the way up my neck. Felt it. Ooh, she gone.
0: Wait, I but where'd she go? You guys do not see her.
2: I think that opening that thing oh. was probably not a good idea.
3: I hope she doesn't go talk to the dragon. I hope what? she doesn't think of the dragon.
2: Just stop. What? He's Maybe not going to get to touch the, the
3: dragon. No, we're not touching the dragon. We're going down this gate.
2: Let's down get gate. Ubi first. Obi, Ubi, 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 Ubi. Ubi. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ubi. We got to get Ubi first. And then we'll we'll re-imagine talking to the dragon. We can have a play when we get back to town about how we would wanna talk to the dragon, but not right now. Not right now. Okay. Brother, we gotta go. So I'm just gonna grab his hands and I'm gonna look at Kazuka. I'm gonna be like, dude, open the gate. Great, thanks.
3: And will I be allowed to
1: open the gate? <laughs> Well, but I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried about this liquid because I'm just like I, I wanna taste the liquid, but I'm I'm cautious because it might be dangerous. Would that help us or would it give some extra strength or something if we taste it? Because it's very tempting. It was, it was the ghost.
0: Actually, you know what, I got an idea. Degonia, hold up. Okay. Tell me what is your intelligence modifier? What score do you have on intelligence? It's zero. Zero. I'm going to roll in secret for you and tell you what you think it is. Welcome, Sojourners. This is Jonathan, the Game Master, behind the screen. This is a little trick I pulled off from some RPG a long time ago. But when a player wants to investigate something, and they have never encountered this before, it's a really good idea to just simply ask, what is the player's intelligence modifier? The Game Master then rolls the d20 in secret, and then based on that roll, tells the player what they believe it is. In this case, Digonia has a modifier of zero, and uh, let's see what I rolled. It's a 15. Well, a 15 in my book is a good number. So this means Dagonia is very confident, and of course, I deliver the information that this is Ambrosia. Uh, it looks like the orcs overlooked this wonderful barrel. I put this here in the campaign, in The Adventures of Stillwater Swamp, a very long time ago. It looks like a sojourner finally found it, and drinking this draught will restore your health instantly. It's a great way to get some life back in you. It doesn't keep very well, though. Well, anyway, thanks for joining me. Let's get back to the story. Digonia. You sense that this liquid is called, it's a uh, healing liquid, that drinking this would make you feel better and clean up any dirty wounds or bleeding that you might have. You know that you can either drink it or apply it to an open wound. That is what you believe. How do you respond?
1: Does anyone have an open wound right now? Can we help anyone? Or like, everyone's healed or so we don't really need it. Can we save it? Can we keep it you, for you later? Can,
3: you can put it in my
1: water skin. Yeah. No, you need that for later.
2: Let me dig through my pocket.
1: Yeah, let's find a something. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> find something, <laughs> scr- A
2: salve jar with a lid. A I have a salve jar with a lid. Why are you Will carrying a work? salve
3: jar with a lid?
2: You know, I get chapped lips every once in a while, and sometimes I can't, you know, just naturally create my own lip gloss. It's a thing.
3: Well, what else do you have hidden in? You have anything hidden that's heavy, strong, solid? I need to open up this gate and it can just...
0: At that point, you hear a woman scream from the dungeon screaming blood curdling scream everyone roll charisma 12 or higher or take a point of trauma
2: dude y'all are already traumatized
0: (laughs) i know i am
2: like what was the number supposed to be Twelve or
0: higher 12 or higher charisma okay
1: Okay, i got got 15. i got 15.
0: i got 10. failed you got a what 10. 10 bazooka 11. Eleven fail, Kazuka and Brother Dogoth. You both take another point of trauma, as you hear this blood-curdling woman scream for mercy below the dungeon. Kazuka, I'm going to go in initiative with you. How do you respond? Still got to. Well,
3: did my response to, to Muskrat. Does she have anything? Because I'm charging the gate. I have a strength modifier five. I need to get through the gate. Unless it's a key. Will the key work?
2: Is there no? Because like earlier
3: he said it was. It could be. It could be manual. I don't have
2: anything. I don't have anything. Just hit it, like yeah, with my
3: f- basically with my body.
2: body. Body slam it.
3: Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean,
2: I don't know. It's rusted. Maybe it'll give.
1: night. What, what about the about bed?
2: The... the barrel.
1: Use what about the, about the barrel. What? what about a knife? I still have my knife, so it will. It I don't know be. if it. <clears throat> I'm
3: still. So, charge it ram it take
2: the barrel that's broken and hit it oh. hit it against the gate
3: it still is full of liquid i can't It'll i'm strong strong but i strong bed, but i can not pick up a barrel full is of liquid. the bed
0: wooden the bed is wooden yes
3: Can, can i tear off a, a
0: a post yes you may
3: um, i'm pretty good at opening <laughs> things made out of wood
0: roll that- a d roll a d4 add your strength modifier You need to get five points. Uh, Seven. Seven. Brother Dogoth, you just walk over and rip off the leg, pulling off the bedpost. You have this long, uh, ten foot long post right now. Is this
3: okay? It's perfect.
0: (laughs) Kazuka, how do you respond? Yes,
3: brother. Can I rip it out of his hands and go crash his gate down?
0: Yes, you may. Uh, Roll a strength check. Uh, With that post, you can just do a ten or higher. Fifteen. 15, you smash open the gate. The grate is now open. You can see the water kind of pouring in down these steps that are slippery. It is completely dark and wet down there. You can hear something writhing and sloshing around. Musgrat. Everything isn't good. Dagonia, muskrat. how do you respond?
1: I'm afraid that she's in she's in danger now. So we have to be quick, we have to be fast. We have yes. to get down as soon as possible and get out of here and save her. Because it just, yeah, I'm, I'm very worried right now. So. Okay, so I'm going
2: sw- to take my, my thing, I'm going to get some of that liquid, I'm going to put the cap in it, put it in my pocket, so I've saved some yeah. of the magic stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, um, I'm going to go over to the stairwell, and I'm just going to be like, we got to go, we got to go, guys, yeah. and then just start making my way down.
0: Yep, yeah. you had four rounds before something happens, that's the end of round one, round two begins, who's leading?
2: I think I did, I think Most I correct. did.
0: Alright, Muskrat. You this the way. Porch. Muskrat, as you walk down these slippery steps, you know that they are very slimy and full of algae and sewage. This narrow stone stairway leads down to the lowest part of the castle where two feet of water, murky dark water, hides the floor. You look upon the wall and you see a series of manacles and torture racks. You have skeletons floating in the water, bumping against the wall and huddled in the corner is a woman fending off these giant snakes and worms that are trying to bore into her body and eat her alive.
2: Guys, we gotta help her.
0: Entering combat. Welcome Sojourners, this is Jonathan the Game Master and we're gonna do something a little different. Of course, we did do the actual play combat, but now I'm going to summarize it for you. So hold on to your dice. Rolling for Initiative. Six for the Sojourners. Three for the Monsters. Sojourners go first. Initiative. Muskrat. Kazuka. Degania, Brother Dogoth. There are three boarworms, about eight feet in length, with large boring teeth from where they get their name. And there are also three undead skeletons floating in the water. Round one. Muskrat runs down the stairs into the water and throws the flaming torch at one of the worms. She'll need a 15 or higher, and she rolls. 13 plus two. The torch sails through the air, striking the boarworm upon the head. I'm gonna rule that it's gonna lose a turn. Kazuka surveys the water and assesses the depth as two feet. He runs downstairs right into the fray, splashing the water. The worms make a large grinding sound. A skeleton creeps up behind Kazuka. Kazuka's a bard and requires an item to channel his magic. For him, it is his lucky belt fastened upon his waist. Kazuka spends one Energia Point and casts Control Undead. He needs a 15 or higher on a casting check, and he rolls a 17 on the dice. He rolls a 4 on a 1d10 so he's only able to command one of the skeletons. The one undead floating toward him suddenly stands upright, loyal at his side. Dagonia brandishes her knife, and boy, I am glad she brought it. She originally journeyed into the Dragon's Lair to find Ubi, and she's not giving up now. She runs into one of the skeletons to cut it in half, and she'll need a 15 or higher. Ugh. She rolls a four on a dexterity check. In response, the skeleton will deal 1d4 damage yeah. in retaliation. Rolled a two. Brother Dogoth grips tightly the bedpost, and cautiously steadies himself down the stairs leading into the flooded dungeon. This simple monk prepares a prayer to his god to cast Calm Beasts. He spins the Inertia Point, but unfortunately cannot cast the spell since these boarworms and undead are not even beasts, they are monsters. The spell automatically fails. At the bottom of the round, one of the undead attacks Brother Dogoth. He must roll a constitution check 15 or higher to resist. Oh, and he rolls a 10. The skeleton deals 1d4 damage, biting into his leg for 2 points. The skeleton engaged with Degonia retaliates by jumping onto her arm, scratching her neck, and to her horror, a boarworm swims over quietly and raises its ugly head to bite her. Degonia can only defend against one foe. She chooses to parry off the attack from the worm with her blade. So the undead automatically deals another 1d4 damage, I rolled a 2. She must now roll dexterity, a slash at the snake, a 15 or higher. Ah, She rolls a 9, not good for Dagonia. The worm slithers around her and squeezes tight for 1d6 damage. Ah, Only 2 damage though, not bad. There is another worm that Muskrat hit with the torch. As I said before, it is confused and spends its turn biting at the lifeless and fizzling torch in the water. The final worm flashes its fangs at Ubi. She has been fighting off these monsters ever since the orcs threw her in the dungeon. She is tired, 8 out of 10 hit points, so I'll let her defend with a 15 or higher. Ugh, a natural one. The boarworm deals 1d12 damage and another d6. Ugh, that's 6 and 4, 10 total damage. The boarworm tears into her flesh, its head burrowing into her shoulder, chewing through shirt and skin, right to the bone. Ubi collapses into the water, unconscious, bleeding out, and is dead in 1d6 rounds. Here we go. Goodness. Oh my goodness. I rolled a 1. This is not good. Ubi will be dead at the end of the round. Round 2. Muskrat, upon seeing Ubi fall, gets desperate. She pulls out the wand she found on the orcs and charges it up. Electricity crackles upon her fingertips and wisps of hair in her head begin to stand up. She points it directly at the worm, eating Ubi, and lets forth a blast. She must get a 15 or higher, but it's busy with its prey, so I'll let her go for a 12 or higher. Oh, natural 20! So rolling a d12 plus a d10. The worm only has 5 HP, and she rolls 8 points of damage total. The lightning blasts in the room, and when Muskrat opens her eyes, she sees the worm's head blown away as it writhes in the water. Ubi falls, floats backward upon the water. Kazuka, seeing Ubi, knows that he has two more healing spells. He wades over and holds Ubi by the head, touching her. normally in this case, it would be very easy to roll a healing spell. But the danger has not passed, so I rule he must roll a 12 or higher. No, he rolls a 9. Wait, Kazuka has one luck point. He can cash it in for a free reroll, and he takes advantage of it. 16, that's much better. Ubi's eyes flutter open as she receives 1d10 health. That's three health returned to her. The wound starts to magically close by the power of the All-Servants. Degonia is in a tight spot. One worm squeezes together as an undead claws at her back. She decides to take care of the skeleton by popping her head backwards, smashing the skeleton in the face. She'll need a strength check 12 or higher. Natural 20! She smashes the skeleton. It completely is obliterated. She flexes and activates her slasher feature, part of the benefits of being a demon hunter. She makes her opponent bleed while striking it. She must roll a d12 and a d6. That's a total of 10 points of damage. She breaks free, and with that natural 20 strength check, she cuts the worm in half, breaking the skeleton's face. There's only one more worm and one more skeleton, and Kazuka also has one undead under his command. Brother Dogoth activates extra attack by dropping his weapon, so he gets to roll 2d20 to punch the skeleton. He rolls a four and a 16, the skeleton with 5 hit points is lifted up out of the water as it continues to bite on his hand. The monk is going to slash at it for 3 points of damage with its fist still around. The distracted worm descends underwater and creeps up on Muskrat. Muskrat cannot see this attack coming, so she must roll a constitution 12 or higher to resist the bite. Oh, you got to be kidding me! She rolls another natural 20. So she only takes one point of damage as it bites past her. She instinctively pulls away. It rushes up out of the water, grazing past her shoulder, and it flies right into the face of Kazuka. Kazuka holds up Ubi, lifts up his eyes. He sees the worm flying towards him. He knows he cannot let go of Ubi in the water, so he instinctively blocks with his left hand. I'll let him do a strength check or higher. It's going to be difficult because he's holding Ubi still. Well, he had no problem there. He rolls a 12, plus 5, 17. BAM! The worm smashes against the strong bard, failing to make contact. Dagonia bites down on her blade, dives into the water, and swims toward Kazuka. She rushes up out of the water and swings at the worm, and then dives toward Brother Dogoth to attack the skeleton. This felt like two actions to me for one turn, and I wanted to reward this swashbuckling endeavor, so I laid out the stakes. She can do two actions by rolling a Dexterity, 15 or higher, or just commit to one for a 12 or higher. Well, she decides to go for the high stakes, 15 or higher, no way, she rolls a two, major consequences on that. So When she comes up out of the water, unbeknownst to her, poor brother Dogoth shakes off the skeleton free from his grip, throwing it across the room, and it crashes right into Dagonia and begins to bite. She's going to take more damage. Four points of damage, she is now down to only four health left. Nice try, Degonia. Nice try. Brother Dogoth looks sad as he threw this skeleton right into Degonia. To be honest, I think he's tired of injuring his friends. So he swims over to attack the skeleton. He must get a 12 or higher. No problem there. 18. 1d4, 4. for 2 points of damage. I'll say that he rips the skeleton's head right off, throwing it across the room once again. The undead is now dead. Well, at the bottom of the round, it's now time for the worm. It's still mad, so it dives down upon Kazuka. Kazuka decides to get clever. He commands the undead standing by to take a hit for him. He must roll Charisma Check. Since it's already under his command, I'll say a 9 or higher will do the job. And he gets a 14. The skeleton intercepts and gets stuck between the teeth of the worm and Kazuka's body. Round 3. Ubi is alive. Muskrat looks up, tired of this conflict. She aims her wand at the worm and the skeleton. Point-blank range. She must roll a 12 or higher on a casting check. And she rolls a 12 right on the dice. How can that be possible? She now must roll a d10. The worm only has five hit points left. I cannot believe it. She rolls a five on the dice. This cannot be real. Muskrat's wand blasts the worm and obliterates this monster, splattering its remains on the walls of Mulgren the Black Dragon's dungeon. Combat is over. Kazuka, you stand there holding the final torch after fighting off this creature stuck looking over at Ubi, who is now standing upright, And she says, thank you. By Perseph, by the gods, thank you so much. Who are you?
3: We are is not important, but we're here to get you out. We need to go. And let us go. How much noise did we make in the past hour? I <laughs> a dragon three stories up. That's a question to my game master.
0: As you creep up the stairs, you hear the soft, snoring rumbles of Mulgrin as he remains asleep. This foul place still sinking beneath the swamp, you can only guess it's a matter of years before Mulgrin has to one day find a new lair, or maybe forever be embalmed within the swamp waters. As you join Fesh in the boat, the five of you and Ubi are able to reconvene, Ubi expressing that she was looking for her daughter. Uh, She says, My daughter is the local fortune teller. You know her, Brother Dogoth. Dogonia, you know her. Except that it is not the same person. I know this sounds crazy, and for that I was exiled from the community. They said I was a mad woman. But I tell you, that woman is not my daughter. I know my daughter, I know what she looks like in her eyes, and yes, it is her body, but it is not her that is inside. Something has enchanted her, something has trapped her, I don't know, but I believe my daughter is out here somewhere. That thing that is in town, it is not my daughter, it is a demon who has deceived everyone, except for me, for a mother always knows the spirit of her child. And I will not rest until I find her. I will search all of Stillwater. So, I cannot go back with you, for I am not welcome in the town. I will continue on until I find her. That is my quest. Um, Umi? Who put you in the tower? The orcs. They captured me while I was searching. They threw me in the dungeon so I could feed the worms. I fought them off as long as I could, but I nearly gave up hope. When I saw the two torches come down the dungeon, I thought maybe orcs were coming to watch and laugh at me as they have done before. I was glad to see your faces. I was glad to see my salvation.
3: Your daughter's not um, a creepy angel that lives in a barrel?
0: No, she is not.
3: We saw one
2: that lived in a barrel.
0: That is nice, brother. Yeah, Zach.
2: Like, fix her up.
0: No, my daughter's name is Sasha. Like I said, she... She was the fortune teller. I know everyone says Sasha is still in town. You can go see for yourself. But that thing telling fortunes is not my daughter.
3: Yeah,
2: that's
0: creepy. In
3: the stories, they say that the princes, the princesses are always at the top of the tower. Do you think she's on the top of this tower?
0: She looks up at the top of the tower, the fourth level of the dungeon, the fourth level of the castle. Believe me, I wanted to search all of Mogren's lair for my daughter. If the orcs put me here, perhaps they put my daughter here. I will continue to search the castle until I find what I'm looking for.
2: Should we help guys? I mean, we're already here. We can go ahead. Well, there's an
3: elf who can levitate, so why not?
2: Why not? He's in better shape now. He can
3: join us.
0: Besh then looks at you with sparkly eyes, glistening with starlight, and says, Yes, I am well rested, but each of us should rest and recover, for night is settling upon us. Let us make camp, and then tomorrow... We will sojourn. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending, so for now, we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. Background music and ambiance provided by Tabletop Audio. Find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. For more information on becoming a Game Master or player at your table, visit www.sojournersawake.com And wherever you sojourn, however far or near, as always, may your story continue.